Hello and welcome everyone to this week's episode of the Cam Sanders Show. It is Sunday, March 13th, also known as Selection Sunday. And it is an exciting day because Selection Sunday is the day that the NCAA releases its official March Madness bracket. Very excited to go over all those matchups. And to do that, I'm going to bring in special guests, returning guests, one of my good friends, Curtis Coleman. We're going to have a pretty extensive discussion on all the first round matchups for this year's tournament. Can't wait to get into that. Uh, It's going to be an exciting show, an exciting tournament this year. Here are our thoughts, our takes, and we're probably going to be wrong on all of them. Uh, Without further ado, here is Curtis Coleman. All right, now we will welcome in special guest Curtis Coleman. Kurt, how's it going? Going well, man. Going well. Yeah, you have a good time watching the selection show today? Yeah. Yeah, there was a a couple unexpected twists in it, but overall, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm excited to get into all all of that later on. Excited to talk to you. Uh, What we're going to do here, we're going to go through, uh, start off the first round. Depending on how much time we have, we may get into some of the round of 32 matchups as well. Uh, Just play it by ear. Uh, Go through region by region. We're going to go ahead and start it off right now. Kicking it off with your number one seed in the West region. We have the Gonzaga Bulldogs, I believe. I call them the Zags. But Gonzaga taking on the winner of the Sun Belt, Georgia State, the 16 seed. Uh, give me your take on it. I know it's probably not a crazy one, but let's hear it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, year after year, Gonzaga's a top seed. And they've never lost as a 16 or as a one seed to a 16 seed. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I mean, these games are, it's it's hard to write off a one seed uh, against a 16 seed. Georgia State's a team that they're, they're good, but I don't know if they're going to be able to compete with the talent of Gonzaga. And I think that's a similar case we'll see with all the 16 seeds. I know there is some some uh, very talented 16 seed teams that make it, but they just run into buzzsaw opponents. So won't spend too much time on that one. Gonzaga got Chet Holmgren, the star. Uh Hopefully he'll lead the way through for them. No big upset there. But right below them, we have a very exciting matchup. The 8-9 is always interesting. Boise State, champions of the Mountain West Conference Tournament. And then Memphis, who lost to Houston in the American Conference Tournament Championship today. Who do you like there? I have Memphis. I think Boise State is a great team. And... They're 0-1 against top 25 teams, but they beat a team like San Diego State three times. And San Diego State is just mm-hmm. really good defensively. Yeah. Um, but I like I like Memphis just because they got uh Duran or Duran, whatever it is. Uh he is dominant and his last, you know, 10 games or so, he's really showed why he's gonna be a top prospect next year. So yeah, I like Memphis. So, so we're starting it off early here. I'm flipped. I got Boise State in this one. Um, I, the overall, whoever wins this game, I think it's going to be the team that that can do it better on offense because both of these teams are just really good defensively. Um, and I, I think it's going to be interesting to see which team is going to step up offensively and, and get the bucks when they need. And I saw that more with Boise State during their conference tourney. Grant, granted, uh, Memphis ran into Houston, who's a, who's a good team, but... Boise State saw them win a lot of games in a row, so I'm I'm expecting them to continue it going into this first round. Uh, Right below them, I know we got another uh, big matchup here. I'll start off. 
Uh, I'm taking UConn over the 12 seed, UConn the five seed over 12 seed New Mexico State. Uh, UConn's very talented, uh, led by big man Adam Saboga. He's a big game changer uh, in terms of getting offensive rebounds and just dominating in the low post. Uh, I think that if they can just keep him involved, they're going to be all right. They don't shoot well, um, but with all the missed shots, they get almost 40% of their offensive rebounds and play a lot of really good defense. So, uh, I think that's going to be able to keep them in a lot of games and uh, lead them on to a big run. But I know you see this differently. we got a talented New Mexico State team. Why don't you tell us about them, Kurt? Yeah, I haven't. I honestly have not watched New Mexico State that much this year, but I know they have a super tall backcourt, and mm-hmm. I think that matches up in their favor because they can hang with a team like UConn. Yeah. Um, you know, they got a great record, and... It's just the classic 12-5 upset. Yeah, no, it's classic. And as you mentioned, those tall guards uh, definitely adds a lot of height to that average average lineup uh, where they'll be able to go and compete for rebounds with a team like UConn who prides themselves on getting second chance opportunities. Having guys like that who can go get the ball definitely will may, may create some problems for UConn. And then those big guys they combine for or big guys as that are guards, at least combined for 31 and a half a night. So that should be interesting to see them continue to get buckets and see if they'll give some problems to the Huskies right below. We got another potential upset. We got the Arkansas Razorbacks versus the Vermont Catamounts. Is that, I think they're I think Vermont so. Catamounts. Like uh, yeah. Vermont, a very talented shooting team, Arkansas, kind of a run and gun attacking team. Who do you have here? Uh, I've been back and forth on this game all day. I think a team like Vermont is very sneaky and scary. Uh, the only two like great teams they've played, they've lost to, which scares me. And Arkansas mm-hmm. is or was kind of before the tournament one of the hottest teams in the yeah. country, four and one against top twenty-five teams. Mm-hmm. So I'm leaning Arkansas on this one, but that is a potential thirteen-four upset that I could see happening and i might change once the round of 64 comes around yeah once we get into it i'm also i'm right there with you i think arkansas is one of the weaker four seeds i think that uh we kind of saw the the selection committee seem to have their bracket set before these conference tournaments because not a lot of what we uh, were seeing last week in the projections really changed uh there's teams like tennessee who beat kentucky we'll get into that later but Tennessee played really good throughout the SEC tournament, beat Kentucky, and then they stayed at a three seed. Kentucky stayed at a two. I think it's similar with Arkansas. They got outplayed in the tournament, didn't look good in the games they won, and their legs were actually just kind of tired. Um, so it's interesting to see them stay at a four seed and then Vermont, a team who's really hot uh, all the way down. They're a good 13 seed, so it's it may be a little scary, but uh, Vermont definitely has the talent to do it, I think, if they can uh, continue to shoot the ball well. You know, never know. Yeah, that's definitely one to look out for. Uh, Following that, we move down to, uh, well, first we got a first four game. We're going to have Rutgers versus Notre Dame uh, coming up either March 15th or 16th. Uh, Who do you got in this first four game? I got Rutgers. I think they show up well against good teams and, you know, tournament game. I don't think they're losing to Notre Dame. Yeah, so uh, the winner of this game will go on to face Alabama. I have Rutgers beating Notre Dame, uh, Ron Harper Jr. leading the way. I have them beating Notre Dame, but then also going on to beat Alabama in that first round. Uh, 
you know, Nate Oates, Alabama, they've been struggling a lot this year. Definitely not the same team they were last year. Rutgers, like you said, big game potential. Lots of guys that can go get a bucket. I think it'll be really interesting to see uh, this matchup if Rutgers can beat Notre Dame in that first four. Uh, they could could wreak some mayhem. Definitely. Yeah, I have I have Alabama edging it out, it, it, edging it out in this one. You know, they have been just super up and down all season, but I just, I don't know. I have a feeling they're going to come out, get hot early, and then, you know, I, I have them losing to, te- to Texas Tech next round, but I think they're a team that can get hot, and I think they will. It, it is diff- definitely interesting seeing the SEC teams and how they play in the tournament because some years it seems like SEC basketball, the teams come out and they're just way more athletic and fresh and like they've been playing against other really good athletes. So they come out and they dominate a bit in the first couple rounds of the tournament. And then there's other rounds where uh, you see the teams who are more fundamental and have the shooters that are going to come out and just absolutely wipe the floor with them. So very excited to see how that's going to match up. Could be similar in the next game. We got Texas Tech, a gritty defensive team, uh, had a lot of success in recent years versus a smaller school, 14 seeded Montana State. Uh, believe they are the winners of the Big Sky. Uh, assuming Texas Tech here, but you got any thoughts on this game? Anything in particular, Kurt? Yeah, I'm taking Texas Tech. They are coming in pretty hot. And although they didn't have the best conference tournament, they've consistently beat top 25 teams. And, you know, Montana State's all right, but I don't see them. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know anything about Montana State. You know, we could come out and they're going to have some flamethrower who who proves us all wrong. But that's that's part of the the Cinderella run. You don't know every single team on here unless you're truly a diehard. Uh, I mean, we're, we're pretty close to it, but I haven't watched a single Montana state game this year or probably not ever in my life. So (laughs) I watched their uh, championship game, their conference championship game and they look good, but I don't think I, I, Texas tech, I think is really good. Yeah. They're powerful. Yeah. I just don't see them losing. Uh, I think this is the best matchup that we've talked about so far coming up. Michigan State, it's the 7-10 matchup. Michigan State and Davidson. Uh, I'm really excited to see how this plays out. We got our Atlantic 10 regular season champion and then Michigan State, a team who seemed to be on the bubble in the back half of the season, just really, really came on at the end of the year. Who do you got here? I have Michigan State and I know a lot of people do have Davidson, but in recent years, it seems like when Michigan State is supposed to be good, they're not in the tournament. <laughs> and then when they're not supposed to be good, they are. And this team has, you know, really gotten a lot better uh, recently in their offensive game. And so I think with Tom Izzo coaching and this team with where they're at right now, I think that they win this game. But I, yeah, I think it'll be a good game for sure. Tom Izzo is a legendary coach. Um, I watched the Davidson game versus Richmond. They're a team that, like you said, uh, with Michigan State, really good in the tournament. Um, typically, these A-10 teams come to play really good basketball up there. Uh, I just feel Davidson getting the edge here because Michigan State kind of, uh, it's about peaking at the right time. And while they have been on an upward uh, upward angle recently, I, I feel like they might have peaked a bit too early towards the back half of the season and they, they might be due for a first round upset here. Going on to the, uh, you actually have Michigan State making a pretty deep run, huh? 
Uh, yes, I have. They are hot, man. My... They're hot right now. If they can stay hot, um, I think that'll be good for them. But uh, getting through these first couple of rounds will be interesting. Yeah, uh, I have them in my elite eight right now, but it might yeah, change so, to Sweet Sixteen. So they, but I have them over Duke for sure. Yeah, we'll over Duke. That. So uh, that kind of kind of goes to to our next one. We got Duke, the two seed, matching up with fifteen seeded Cal State Fullerton. Uh, both of us got Duke here. Paolo, Coach K. If Coach K loses this game. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be disastrous. <laughs> yeah, could, could you imagine him even uh, like he loses that last game at home to UNC and then he loses in the ACC tournament and then if he lost it uh, to a 15 seed in the first round <laughs> yeah. of March Madness. Well, and I, I watched, uh, me and my roommate watched Cal State Fullerton play. And Long Beach State, that last game? Yeah, we were watching that last night. I think that was last night. Huh, right? I think they so. played last night, yeah. And... Wow, Cal State Fullerton looks horrible. They are going to get, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Mark Williams, the center for Duke, is going to feast on them. No, and I. Van Caro is going to drop game. like twenty five at least. He's and it's all going to be inside. They're they're going to get killed. Yeah, Duke Duke first round by pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on to the East region, we have number one seed of this region, Baylor. Uh, I was really surprised. Uh, I mean, we could talk about this game versus Norfolk State, MIAC champions, but I I think what's bigger here for me, at least, I didn't expect Baylor to get a one seed still. I guess I should have known with the committee and what they do, but I I don't really see the Big 12 as deserving of two one seeds. They are a really good conference, but uh, Baylor was not good at the end of the year, and I know they were riddled by injuries, but they're not the same team that they were. at the beginning of the year, I could have seen Auburn bumping themselves up if they would have had a better performance in the SEC tournament. Um, but Baylor lost early too. And I, I feel like Auburn was outperforming at the end of the year as well as Tennessee. I mean, I could have seen te- uh, Villanova bumping up to a one Tennessee jumping to a two. Definitely interesting. Uh, what, what's your take on it? Uh, I think that Baylor should have been a two seed and Tennessee should have been a two seed. And I think, who is it? Uh, Kentucky. If Duke wins I the think, ACC, then they could have got it. But yeah, joke. I think Kentucky should have got the one seed though over Baylor. Yeah, I, I don't know, but it's it's definitely interesting because then you give Kentucky the one seed, and and if you still have Tennessee at a three seed, uh, well, what does that say that they just beat them the week before, you know, and beat them in the regular season? Yeah, it's true. That uh, is true. But moving past that, um, assuming you're taking Baylor there, we'll move yeah. on to the 8-9 yeah, yeah, yeah. matchup. North Carolina versus Marquette, uh, two historically good basketball schools. Roy, uh, Roy Williams is not coaching anymore, but <laughs> uh, they're doing it in honor of Roy Shaka Williams. Shaka Smart. Yeah, Shaka at Marquette. He's, he's definitely a former Texas coach, former VCU coach. Uh, who you got in this game? I have North Carolina. I think they were a bit under-seeded. And they seem to be peaking at the right time. And with Baycott and Caleb Love, I see him overpowering Marquette in this matchup. This this is a tough decision for me. Um, I, I initially picked UNC right off the rip. And then I switched it to Marquette just because they have a lot of veteran experience in this tourney. I know they were upset a couple of years ago um, that Marcus Howard had a great season. and they, they were expected to make a run and they lost to Murray State early. Um, I think Marcus Howard now as a experience, probably like a fifth year senior, um, 
brings a lot to the table. And I, I think those guys are going to get it done. I think shock is a good coach, uh, knows how to coach in the tournament. And uh, I just see Marquette pulling off the upset. Uh, but moving on to the next one, uh, another potential upset spot. But a lot of people like this five seed to potentially make a run. The 12-5 matchup, St. Mary's versus the winner of the first four, Wyoming and Indiana. I guess we start off there. Uh, who do you got in that first four game? I have Indiana in that game. Me too. They had <laughs> a good run in their tournament. And uh, Trace Jackson Davis, I think it is. Yeah, Trace Jackson. Yep, he's, he's a beast. He is a beast. And so... I think that they're going to take care of business against Wyoming for sure. Yeah, really surprised to see all these Mountain West teams getting in. I know Wyoming was a bubble team for a while. Definitely have a lot of talent, but I, I don't think they compare to Indiana. Um, I, and then that matchup between Indiana and St. Mary's, if we get it, will definitely be a good one. Um, I'm torn on that one because of how well Indiana's been playing. And really, they, they had a chance to be in the Big Ten Championship. Uh, they blew a, a late lead to Iowa in the semifinals. Um, and if they, they find themselves in the Big Ten championship with a chance to play against Purdue pretty much in a neutral site home game for both of them, I think that would have been uh, one they could have won. But now they get another chance in a big game to play St. Mary's. Um, I have Indiana taking it. Yeah, me too. I think Indiana will take this one. St. Mary's is definitely good, but with losses to like Colorado State and San Diego State, um, I think Indiana is just gonna Yeah. That one. And I don't I actually don't think that one's gonna be close. I think they win by fifteen. Yeah, they're a talented bunch. Uh should be interesting to see. Moving on to the four thirteen, we got UCLA, uh Pac twelve faithful versus the thirteen seed Akron, home of LeBron. <laughs> Who you got? I have UCLA. Uh, UCLA actually ends up making it to my final four in my bracket. I got UCLA in mind too. We got both got the Bruins making a run. We saw it last year. They got the exact same team. They got the experience. They got the talent. And I don't think Akron does. Yeah, I, I don't think Akron can hang with, with those ballers they got on UCLA. Like you said, the experience on this team in that final four run last year kind of gives me uh, like the late, uh, 20 teen Gonzaga vibes, you know, where they had those guys that would make the runs and then they'd pretty much just reload and have the same team next year. And then, I mean, Gonzaga didn't end up winning at all, but they made quite a few final fours. Um, or as the guys on part of my take say, Gonzaga's never made a final four until they win it all. Um, but this is, this could be the time again for UCLA. I think they got a good path uh, through the tournament. Like we said, Baylor being one of the weaker one seeds in their, uh, in their region possibly stopping them from getting to the elite eight. I like UCLA in this round and uh, also moving forward. The six eleven matchup, a hot 11 seed Virginia tech team versus a Texas team that I like a lot who just blew a tremendously big 18 point first half lead to TCU in their big 12 championship game. So two teams are, are doing things the exact opposite right now at the end of the season. Who do you got here? I got Virginia Tech 11 I knew seeds. you were going to do it. I knew it. <laughs> yep, 100%. And Virginia Tech actually ends up beating Purdue and Kentucky in my wow. bracket. They're hot. They're that They're hot. hot. Give it to me. And they are good. I mean, I, I've watched them play probably like six or seven times this year, and every single time I'm impressed. They got the shooters. They got the playmaking. They got the defense. They got the intensity. I think they're going to make a deep run in this tournament. 
Yeah, Virginia Tech's definitely a scary team, not the 11 seed you want to run into, especially if you're Texas. You're probably not surprised by this. I'm going to do a bias pick and pick Texas. I I really would love to take Virginia Tech and ride on this team that has been playing so well, but uh, I'm, I'm loyal to Texas team, rooting for them all year. Uh, they're really big, long, can go rebound the basketball and play defense, but sometimes they just get out hustled, which... It uh, doesn't make sense to me because they're so athletic and if they would just put it out there, they would be really fucking good. Uh, so if they can put it all together and start playing hard at the right time, they have a chance. If not, I could see Virginia Tech wiping the floor with them in the first round. So it's a little bit scary. I have either team losing to Purdue in the next round. So guess we can move on to that. We get Purdue versus the 14 seed Yale out of the Ivy League. Uh, tell me why you like Purdue. You kind of hinted to it before, but what about them? I thought Yale was going to be a 15 or 16 t- uh, seed. I wasn't very high on them. I'm actually not that high on Purdue. Did you watch They've the shown... Ivy League championship? Did they, who I did, did they not. Play? Okay, I did no, not I didn't it. either. I saw it was on ESPN Plus. I was following, but never got a chance to tune into any of those games. Yeah, and Yale and their important games they've played. Lost to Auburn by 22, lost to St. Mary's by 27, yeah. lost to Seton Hall by 36. I mean, I think this one should be easy for Purdue. And even though Purdue does have some, some serious flaws in their, um, in their team, I think they kill Yale. Yeah, uh, I, I'm with you there. Edie, Ivy. We talked about it last time on our uh, college basketball recap. Two really talented guys, um, as well as the supporting cast for Purdue. I I don't see Yale competing with that much talent, but like you said, could spell trouble for Purdue in the future. Uh, They definitely have an interesting path uh, to the Final Four if they're going to try to get there. But moving on to another competitive 7-10 matchup, we got Murray State versus San Francisco. I really like Murray State here. Uh, They're 27-2 on the year won their conference regular season, won their conference tournament. Uh, They're just a really talented team who can score the basketball, uh, finish in exciting games, and they don't really fold under pressure, which is what I like to see uh, going into the tournament. A seven seed for only two losses all year. Uh, I I get there at lower conference, but might might be a little low in my opinion. A lot of big schools getting the seeds above them. Uh, I could see Murray State making a deep run. Who do you got in this one? I agree with you. I like Murray State. Uh, best record in the nation. They got, you know, they play at a high pace. They put up a lot of points and they know how to close out games. So, yeah, I mean, I like Bray State for sure. But San Francisco is a good team. And they are I very could talented. see it being close. But yeah, these these seven yeah. ten matchups are always really good. Um, but like I said, Murray State, I, I that record doesn't come with a with average teams, you know, you got to be a good team to only lose two games all year. So I I can see them continuing uh, these winning streaks that they're on Uh, going into who we think Murray state would face in the next round. I got Kentucky beating St. Peter's never even heard of St. Peter's to be honest, Uh, (laughs) Kentucky. They're definitely a really talented squad. Sometimes we see them fall apart in March, but this year they got a little bit more experience than what we're used to with their one and done teams. Um, so although I do have them losing in the next round, I, I think there's potential for them to make a run just because they have the experience that they haven't had in those past Kentucky teams. Yeah, I agree with you. Kentucky has Shibway, who is arguably the best player in the country. So I, I'm not super high on them for the rest of the tournament, but I think that they 
yeah can be get it done for sure. easily yeah there, there's gonna be one that shocks us too like a 15-2 14-3 that we're just not gonna see coming so I'm, yeah. I'm just waiting to see what we're gonna be wrong about when we listen to this in about a week week and a half's time yeah um so we're gonna go to the other side of the bracket start off with the top one seed the arizona wildcats uh champions of the pac-12 regular season and tournament uh they're going to play the winner of Wright State and Bryant. I got Wright State in that game. Um, doesn't really matter too much because whoever wins, I have them losing to the Wildcats. Yeah, the Wildcats are really good. Uh, yeah. I have Bryant winning the game against Wright State just because oh. they have the um, lead or the nation's leading scorer. Yeah, dog. And I think we saw that last year with. Like, I might have to uh, switch, Oral switch Roberts. That. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, when Oral Roberts had. Max Amos, and then they yeah. ended up beating Ohio State as a 15 seed in the first round, and then actually, and then made the Sweet 16. So, was it Bryant that just beat a team by like 30 or 40 in their conference championship? Yeah, okay, yeah, I, I think I'm gonna switch mine to Bryant. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly was looking at those two teams, and I, I think I have them flipped completely, honestly, in my mind. Yeah. Um, yeah, but Brian's moving got on, that guy who's averaging like twenty five a game. You know his name? I can pull it. Peter Kiss is his name. Yeah, yeah. Peter Kiss, dog, absolute dog. <laughs> uh, moving on, competitive eight nine matchup. We got some Big East ball and some Big Twelve ball. Seton Hall, TCU. Who do you like? Seton Hall hasn't really impressed me when I've watched them this year. I like TCU. They were able to come back from that big lead against Texas. And a lot of times in March Madness, you're going to need to know how to come back and scrape at a lead. So I like TCU on that one. For sure. I I think Seton Hall gets the edge here in terms of playing more competitive games. Um, they, They had a lot of close games against really good teams, but I just like TCU with how they've been playing recently. They're one of the most athletic teams in the country. Um, I find that when you get to March, some of these teams that have been playing good fundamental basketball, uh, they might just get outran by these teams who are going to rebound and play really hard um, in these first round games. I like TCU as well. Um, moving on to another athletic team, Houston, the five seed versus 12 seed UAB. Uh, what are they? The Dragons and Jordan Jelly Walker. <laughs> who do you got? I got Houston in this one. It's a scary one because yeah. it's just the classic 5-12 seed mm-hmm. matchup. And UAB is a really good team. But Houston has really impressed me as of late. And holding opponents to 59 points per game is pretty ridiculous. The one thing that does scare me is I think they shoot like 65% from the line, which is horrible. Yeah, that's not good. And that is usually pretty crucial in March Madness, but I'm still rolling with Houston on this one. Yeah, definitely important to be able to close out games. I have, this is my 12-5 matchup uh, upset. I, I have another one with the Indiana pick, but I really like UAB in this one. I watched <laughs> a lot of the Conference USA tournament this year. Uh, if Louisiana Tech had Kenneth Lofton, another exciting player, but I was more watching for UAB and uh, Jordan Jelly Walker, part of Jelly Fam. He just continued to put on a shooting clinic and then he draws double teams and that really opens up uh, spacing for other guys to get easy lands. And what I like about UAB is while Jelly Walker looks for his shot, when he gets the ball off, it's not one pass and up. They're making the extra pass to get wide open dunks consistently. Uh, and that's what helps him not blow leads. Um, from what I saw in the tournament, they were able to 
continue to pass the ball one extra pass and just continue to get open, easy shots when the other teams really need to stop. I like that a lot about them. So if Houston uh, doesn't lock up jelly too bad, I got UAB with the upset. I, I think I, I'm pretty scared about that one, but I don't yeah. know. My gut just tells me Houston. Houston's a good team, man, and, they, and they've been there before. So, I, I mean, picking a 12, I'm not really scared about it, but I could definitely see Houston not only winning that game, but making a run just because by my own logic, they're athletic. They can rebound. They can play defense. That's what I'm looking for, for a good run. Going with UAB because of the feels. Moving on to the next one, the four seed Illinois taking on 13 Chattanooga. I like Illinois to get out of this round. Um, They struggled in last year's tournament as a one seed getting booted in the second round. But I I see them getting past this round, making a little bit of a run this year. Um, Like you said, Coburn, an absolute beast inside. I don't think Chattanooga is going to have anyone that can handle him. No, this this should be Illinois by 20. Yeah, I agree. When you get a big guy who can really dominate like that, I think it's just going to be important for them to not take dumb shots and really just take what's easy. 6-11 matchup, champions of the Mountain West regular season. Colorado State with a 25-5 and record. I didn't even know their record was that good. Facing <laughs> the team with the worst record in the tournament, uh, the 11-seed Michigan Wolverines at 17-14, and only three games above 500. Uh, who do you like in this matchup? Kind of unprecedented, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, I thought Michigan was going to have to be in the play-in to get into the tournament, but they got put as a 11 seed. I This might be controversial, but I do like Michigan in this one. Uh, Hunter Dickinson is elite, and I don't know. I think it's just kind of another feeling pick. Uh, Colorado State's really good, but yeah, I think Michigan's just going to get it done. I think this is one of those where it's... The feeling pick in Michigan's going to be one of the most picked upsets of the tournament. I think everyone's going to f- be like, oh, Michigan's an 11 seed, you know, like that. That's the pick my mom's going to take, you know, when she's pick, making her bracket and she's looking at it. She goes, Michigan's an 11 seed. I'm, I'm having them make a run. And I just feel like Colorado State's got something in them. They know how to win games, um, but I could just be very wrong. They could be very badly outmatched by the talent of Michigan who has just been playing a gauntlet of a schedule and come in and see the non-athletic fundamental guys on Colorado state and just run all over them. This will be a fun matchup to watch, but I do have Colorado state edging them out just because they're uh, the better winning team, you know? Yeah. Uh, Moving on to the next one, a three fourteen matchup between Tennessee, who I think is one of the hottest teams in the tournament and Longwood. Uh, what do you think about this matchup? And I'm taking Tennessee, but uh, do you have any thoughts on their seeding? Yeah, I fully expected them to be a two seed, and if anything, a one seed over a three seed. Yeah, they, definitely interesting. Yeah, they won the SEC tournament and beat a lot of good teams. And yeah, I'm pretty surprised they're a three seed, and I feel bad for Longwood being a 14 seed and having to play them because yeah. they're going to get killed. Yeah, no, ten- Tennessee's really good. And obviously them being a three C people go, oh, there's not that much of a difference. Well, if I'm Tennessee, I'm not really looking forward to potentially matching up with either Villanova or Oil, Chicago, Ohio State, whoever makes it through there. You know, there's some tough teams that they're going to have to get through to get to uh, the Elite Eight. Uh, but I do have Tennessee taking this round uh, handily before we move on to the 7-10 matchup, which is Ohio State and Loyola, Chicago. 
uh, Coach Valentine. It's Denzel's brother. But I cannot remember his first name for the life of me. Do you know it? Uh, no, I don't. No, yeah, but he's the youngest coach in D1, and he's he's been doing a really got, good job leading this Loyola Chicago team. Uh, they don't have Cam Crutwig anymore, but they still have a lot of the core players that played for them last year. I watched them earlier in the battle for Atlantis where uh, they were playing against some of the top premier teams in the country, and they were competing. Um, it didn't seem like a team from a smaller conference who was, were out of place. They were able to play well in their conference season, and I think that they can compete with a team like Ohio State. Yeah, they can shoot the lights out, and that's always fun and gives a advantage to a team like Loyola Chicago. You know, if there's going to be an upset, usually it's a team that just, you know, kind of shoots lights out. So yeah, I think can't that stop a team Loyola Chicago takes this, and Ohio State has not been imp- impressive as of late. So, no, yeah. I, I mean, they haven't been good in, in this conference season at all. They didn't really impress me in their conference tournament. And then what we saw last year they weren't impressive in march madness either so if you're just going off precedent i'm, I'm taking loyal chicago every day here yeah uh before we go on to our 215 matchup i'm taking villanova over delaware uh kind of a snap call Definitely. i think villanova is really good i have them making it to the championship in my bracket what are your thoughts on the wildcats villanova is the team i have winning it all uh i like just that they're a great free throw shooting team. They just won their conference. They're led by Colin Gillespie, who's on his fourth year he's or a, fifth year. Yeah, I think fifth year. He's a, he's a true distributor. Yeah, and he he just knows how to, you know, like say uh, anybody goes on a run against them, he kind of knows how to calm the game down yep. and pick them apart. And I think with their elite free throw shooting too, I, I have them winning it all. Yeah, they're they're the best free throw shooting team in the nation. Like you said, Gillespie at point guard. He does a really good job of, like you mentioned, showing that patience and not forcing into bad shots. He doesn't shoot the ball a ton, but when he does, it's a good look because he's only taking good looks. And uh, he's able to still be aggressive, dump off to his teammates, saw a lot of really good passes in this Big East tournament. Excited to see what Villanova's going to do. Definitely. Last region of the bracket, the Midwest region, our last one seed, the Kansas Jayhawks led by Bill Self. Uh, they're going to be taking on the winner of Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, and Texas Southern. Whoever wins that game, I have Kansas demolishing them either way. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I, I have not seen either of those Texas teams you mentioned and honestly don't really care about that game <laughs> because they're yeah. both going to get killed. I mean, these these 16 seed play in games, it's it's definitely I, it, I guess it's kind of good for them because they get a game uh, in the tournament in before they they run into the buzzsaw. That is Kansas. But I actually don't have Kansas going too far. I have them losing to who I have winning this eight nine matchup between San Diego State and Creighton. I'm a big San Diego State guy. I always bet on them, take them far in the tournament. But I have Creighton winning this one. This might be the first time I've ever taking San Diego State to lose in the first round of my bracket, but I, I like the way Creighton plays. They can shoot the ball coming out of this Big East. You know, they just beat Providence by 30 points in that semifinal game, and they were right there uh, with Villanova in the Big East Championship with a chance to win it. Uh, I like Creighton beating San Diego State and then upsetting Kansas in the next round. Uh, give me your thoughts on this 8-9 matchup. Currently, I have San Diego State, but... I, this is going to be one of those ones that is a last second call for me. Yeah. All the eight really nines are good. really good this year. Yeah. 
the thing I like about San Diego State is that they have the best defense in the nation. Definitely. They're, they're so, always strong defensively, very well coached. Yeah, I think if you kind of just throw a team off their rails, you know, and really get out there and just set the tone, you can definitely control the game and win the game against a team like Creighton. <laughs> Our last 12-5 seed matchup, we have the five seed Iowa Hawkeyes versus the 12 Richmond Spiders bid stealers. They would not have gone into this tournament had they not just beat Davidson in their conference uh, tournament championship. So props to them getting in as a 12 seed, but I have them losing to Iowa, a team who's extremely hot peaking at the right time. Just won the big 10 tournament. Uh, Bohannon, that's his name. Jordan Bohannon, absolute bucket. This kid's been shooting the lights out, been at Iowa forever. They had a big letdown last year where they had Garza, but now uh, they're a complete team. Keegan Murray down low, absolute dog. I have Iowa making a deep run and winning this game. Me too. I have Iowa going to my final four. So I really hope they win this game. And yeah. frankly, they should have been a three seed. I don't know I agree. how they're they a were a five seed. seed before the tournament. And then they just ran through the big 10 tournament, which is arguably the hardest conference tournament to win. Yeah. But when you have Keegan Murray and he is just surrounded by shooters, it is a recipe for success. And I have them going far in this tournament as well. The four thirteen matchup next Providence, a team who has won a lot of close games this year. Uh, they won the regular season for the big East, but I don't think they're the best team in the big East. I think that's Villanova taking on 13 seeds, South Dakota state. I do have Providence getting out of this round, but I think it's going to be tough for them to make a run, but maybe all those close games that could have been losses are, have just been preparing them for this uh, to play in some tightly contested games. They know how to win. They've proved that. Um, who do you like in this matchup? I like uh, South Dakota State, and I think South Dakota State wins by like 15. Yeah. I don't think, yeah, uh, the, it's a bold call, but they put up 87 points a game. They have the best three-point shooting team in the nation. They're on a 21-game win streak, mm. and I think Providence just got killed they uh Creighton exposed them. Yeah. Providence isn't good. Hot and actually I'm not as it. low. I'm not I'm not as low on Providence as everybody else is, but I was really high on South Dakota State coming into this. That's what and we're here for. I love to hear it. I think that they beat Providence. Yeah, I mean I I was unaware they had that. That's got to be one of the longest winning streaks in the country. I mean, probably. I think it I is. I think it's the longest. I, yeah, I don't know when Murray State lost them. That that's probably up there as well, though. Unless they lost at the end of the year, but definitely a talented team. And like you said, Creighton put it on film. Um, you know, South Dakota State's going to be dissecting everything Creighton did to shut down Providence because when you get something like that, a complete blowout, and right before the tournament on film, Providence is going to have a lot to fix going into this game. So potential upset spot. I like the pick from you. Uh, I have an upset in the next matchup, the 11-6 Iowa State and LSU. Will Wade just fired this weekend. I can't remember if it was today or yesterday, but he's out as LSU head coach facing some allegations. Uh, I have Iowa State winning this game. Uh, I think LSU is just going to be in a bit of a mess. They could come out, bond together as players, um, you know, one last stand and really do it on their own, which would be a great story. But I think Iowa State's going to play as a team and come out and take this one i a hundred percent agree with everything you just said 
and LSU is not that good. No. They're one of the youngest teams, and they commit a lot of turnovers. And they don't have a coach now. <laughs> they don't have a coach, and they can't shoot. But for some reason, I'm feeling LSU here. I know. I, I get that feeling, too, sometimes. And tell so the, the metrics and, you know, how my brain usually works, it would tell me to take Iowa State, but mm-hmm. it's a gut feeling pick. I'm just taking LSU, even though they're the favorite. So, yeah, you know, tec- technically they're supposed to win. But I don't know. They're pretty bad when I've watched them. And I'm not uh, too confident about this pick, but that, I'm that's, taking LSU. That's kind of similar to how I feel about the Colorado State-Michigan game, where I'm like, everything in my brain tells me to pick Michigan, but I just have a feeling that Colorado State's going to win. You know, sometimes yeah. you just get the feeling when you're making these brackets, man. Exactly. Uh, we're getting down to it. Three games left. Three seed Wisconsin four to 14 seed Colgate. I think Wisconsin's going to win. Johnny Davis, uh, definitely a strong player. Hopefully he's healthy. If he's not healthy, this could definitely spell some trouble for the Badgers. I know you like Colgate. Tell me what you're thinking in this matchup. Uh, it's another kind of gut call. Colgate's not that good, but they got three-point shooters and Wisconsin just lost to Nebraska in the tourney. And I don't know. I just think that Colgate's going to win. Yeah. When you, sometimes these teams that are, that are just solid, they, they'll get a low seed because they come from a weaker conference. But Wisconsin has shown that they aren't necessarily a powerhouse. They can beat good teams. They can compete with good teams, but they also will play down to the level of their competition. So if they're playing down uh, and they play sloppy against Colgate, who's not necessarily a sloppy team, um, Colgate might actually be able to out execute them and win that game. So I like the pick from you, but I'm still sticking with Wisconsin. I think they're too talented for them. Yeah. The, the, the main thing I do like about Colgate is that, all five starters average double digit scoring during yeah, the wow. season. And that's, so it's just impressive. a super balanced attack and they shoot 40% from three and they've won 19 of their last 20. It's uh, the thing that scares me is it's a game in Milwaukee. So it's going to mm. be like a home game for Wisconsin. Yeah, definitely. That Midwest region. Definitely scary, but I'm taking Colgate. Yeah. That, that's a good pick. I like it. Uh, final two matchups here. We got the seven seed USC, the 10 seed Miami. Uh, Miami's a team who was picked 12th uh, in the preseason polls for ACC. Similar story to Oregon State last year. USC is a team who has a lot of talent, but has seemed to flop it sometimes in big games. Um, we've seen them compete with bad teams, compete with good teams. I have USC taking this one. Uh, which I guess would mean I have the Pac-12 winning all three of their first round games, which scares me a little bit because I don't know if that's going to happen. But I do like USC over Miami, who's a team who's hot right now, played really well in the tournament, but they also played down to the level of competition. We're in that game with Boston College where they nearly lost and they might not get into the tournament if they lose that game. Uh, Who do you have here? I like USC as well. I think Isaiah Mobley puts on a clinic here. Miami is a pretty good team. But and USC has folded at times, so it's definitely one that I could see going the other way. But I'm picking USC. All right, uh, last matchup of the bracket for the first round. We have the two seed Auburn versus 15 seed Jacksonville State. 
Jacksonville State shouldn't be in the tournament. Um, they won their regular season for their conference, but did not win the auto bid from the conference tournament because they lost in the semis. The team that won their conference, I'm gonna look it up real quick, so I'm not talking. That's real quick. This is you're you're right about this. Like that, I, I don't know what the yeah. other team's name okay. was. I got but, it. Okay. Uh, so Jacksonville State won the regular season for the A-Sun Conference, but they lost in the semifinals. It was Bellarmine who won the conference tournament and should have won the regular season bid. But Bellarmine is transitioning from D2 and the NCAA has a weird, uh, weird rule for some reason that in a transitionary period, even if you win your conference tournament, you can't make it uh, to the NCAA tournament. Makes no sense to me as Bellarmine won their conference tournament, so should be able to come compete. Uh, so Jacksonville State gets in as a 15 seed, and I see them just getting ran by Auburn. Yeah, I have Auburn in this game, but if there was a two seed to lose in the first round, it would be this game. 100%. I think Auburn has shown serious flaws, and uh, Jacksonville State has hung in there with a team like Alabama this year mm-hmm. who isn't great against bad teams, but they also shoot well from three. So it's just kind of like maybe if they're on, they could pull it off type of situation, but definitely yeah. leaning Auburn here. Yeah. And that's, what's interesting too, is that with the narrative of, Oh, they didn't win their conference tournament. Like how are they in? It made me have the snap call. Maybe they won't win, but Jacksonville state's still a good team. I don't think they win, but like you said, uh, I think Auburn is one of the weaker two seeds because we have some pretty. Mm, I'm going to say Kentucky's a weaker two seed, but Jacksonville State's a stronger team than St. Peter's, in my opinion. Definitely, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, and, and also I feel like like uh, Jabari Walker is big, but he's not like that physical. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you have you have Oscar Sheepway, nobody is competing with that guy. If yeah. you're from St. Peter's or Jacksonville mm-hmm. State, uh, no, I, nobody's going to be able to contain them. But I could see uh, some low seed being able to kind of contain Jabari Smith. And we've seen him settle for jumpers and get off and force shots and stuff. And so I think, yeah, if there was a 215 upset, it would be this game. But I don't think there will be. No, I'm with you there. That is going to wrap up. Uh, our takes for the first round of it. We're pretty deep into the podcast. So uh, I think what we should do maybe is watch this first round. And, and once we know who's through, then maybe we'll come back, take our take on the second round. Uh, how does that sound to you? Sounds good. It'll have to be a late Friday night podcast oh, yeah. <laughs> record. Yeah, late, definitely a, a late Friday night uh, or get into a Saturday. You know, these games go fast, so we'll, we'll try to stay updated. But it was definitely fun getting your first initial reactions. I'll be interested to see how my takes and your takes will play out in the future. Uh, I mean, really, we could be we could be so wrong about oh, these. Definitely. We just never know. There we're going to have some takes where we're so off like I mean, I have UConn going far. You're going to look really smart when New Mexico State comes out and, and beats their ass, but then we're going to look pretty dumb when uh, fuck Chattanooga 
comes out and makes it to the sweet 16 and we're like oh <laughs> illinois you know coburn no chance just completely yeah. disregard them <laughs> yeah like when michigan state loses first round to davidson yeah that's gonna be a tough one for me yeah well we're we're, we're all smart here yeah 13 seed vermont gonna beat four seed arkansas and then it's <laughs> it's a completely different game imagine uh, if like iowa out. lost first Yale round beats Purdue oh. in the first round oh no dude it'd be horrible and that's that's just what march is that's why and there's it. gonna be a few of those we're not going to be right about this but no definitely i, I mean we disagree in, in just our our first initial takes it's just going to show how neither one of us are right and we're really not that smart yeah exactly <laughs> all right kurt it was great talking to you uh can't wait to have you on again and appreciate the time yes sir thank you All right, that just about wraps up the Selection Sunday special of the Cam Sanders Show. Big thank you to Curtis again for coming on, helping me out with this podcast. Can't wait to see which of our takes are going to age well like wine and which ones are going to age like spoiled milk. Uh, Definitely going to have some of both in here, or maybe my bracket will just be completely busted, but Kurt's usually pretty good about these things, so excited to see what comes from it. Look back on this in the future can't wait for another exciting March Madness and you can get a lot of coverage here on the Cam Sanders show we're gonna go through games as they happen give you guys the recaps of after the first round and uh, so be looking forward to that in your podcast feed when we come out with the first round update I'll get Curtis try to get another special guest one of my buddies Bjorn big basketball fan been trying to get him on for a while so look forward to that Thank you again, everyone, so much for tuning in to this special episode. Really appreciate it, and I'll catch you all in the next one. Peace.